Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast. We've got a fresh episode here with copywriting expert, Stefan Georgi. I hope I said that. I'm really excited for this one. So Stefan and I uh, recently connected more so inside our mutual mastermind, the $100 million mastermind. We got to spend some time together and we've been able to go back and forth recently. And Stefan and Justin Goff are, Goff, sorry, <laughs> I messed up his last name, <laughs> are the go-to copywriting coaches in the industry. I believe they have the largest mastermind for up and coming, rising copywriters. They bring in the number like the top elite copywriters in the industry to speak to their events. Just it is the community you need to be a part of if you want to have a future in copywriting. And I'm really thrilled here. We don't have a ton of time. I want to dive right in. And I think we're going to talk a lot of things. I know you're always sharpening your saw and you've got some new insights and frameworks with like how to get into this field, how to evolve, how to optimize, how to ultimately dominate. And this is not an easy niche space to be in, uh, man, oh man. Like our, I could tell you like our students who get copywriting, they excel, but the ones that don't, it's tough to cut through the noise. So if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, you're going to get uh, the privilege to hear from Stefan today. And we're going to just dive right in. Stefan, welcome man. Thanks Vince. Good to be here. Tell us a bit about yourself, how you got into this crazy world of copywriting. And then I want to hear these new frameworks that you're sharing with your students that are helping them really excel at their skill set of copywriting. Awesome, for sure. Yeah, I today like I my copywriting has sold over seven hundred million dollars worth of um, products, both for my own businesses and for clients. I have a the copywriting mastermind that you just alluded to, copy and uh, copy accelerator with Justin Goff and Vince laughed a lot because I was just saying how nobody Justin doesn't pronounce my last name correctly, even though we're business partners. So the fact that Vince just didn't pronounce his name last name correctly was great for me. Actually, I really enjoyed it. But <laughs> it is like the premier yeah premier mastermind. We have a, a lot of copywriters, freelancers, as well as business owners and everyone from people who are earlier on to uh, the guys from like V-Shred and Sculpt Nation are in it, like Golden Hippo, Gundry MD, like a lot of like big companies as well. They're doing wow. hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So it's a pretty neat mix in a community. So that's, and I do client works for G Plans, V-Shred, Golden Hippo, like a bunch of people like that. But um, going back to how I got into this world, it was really after my dad passed away. So like I was in 2000. 11, I was at a place called the Outdoor School, which is in Marble Falls, Texas. And I was like an outdoor ed instructor. And that was after bouncing around to different jobs. I did like door-to-door -door sales, inside sales jobs, and like kind of call center environments. I was like a brand ambassador for Dan and yogurt and like random, just random stuff. And, but then I was like, man, I'm teaching kids about nature and the wilderness. This is amazing. This is what I'm going to do. But then my dad got diagnosed with stage four cancer. It happened really suddenly. And so I left Texas, went back home to San Diego to help out with my, my dad and my mom. And uh, he passed away four months later. And that was really like awful and brutal and everything you would expect it to be. I was glad that I came back, it sucked. And after he passed away, I went to Vegas 
a few weeks later to blow off steam and kind of in my first kind of doing something for myself in more than like a quarter of a year. And I was at a poker table and a girl walked in and I thought she was really attractive. She got seated at my table and somebody asked her what she did for a living. She said, I'm a writer. And I said, oh, that's really interesting. Uh, what, what kind of writer? And she said, I'm a copywriter. And I said, wow, copywriting, that's great. And I pulled out my iPhone one or whatever I had at the time. And I Googled or did Apple search, whatever it was a copywriter. Cause I had no idea. And so I learned a little bit there, but I, I knew what she was doing, but not really took a, a sales job in South Florida. So I ended up moving to South Florida. She came for a weekend. And then at the end of the weekend, I said, Hey, I don't want you to leave. So she didn't. And I was doing this outside sales job where I was like 14 hours in the Florida sun, driving around to different like stores and retail places and things. But I would make 200 bucks a day, which was like for that age, my mid twenties, like not bad, but I come home and she'd be drinking a beer in her underwear and she made a thousand bucks that day. And I was like, I'm like, Hey, I want to do what you're doing. Do you think I can do this copywriting stuff? And that was the start of it. I, I put up a thing on a website called warrior form that night, basically an ad to write people's sales copy for them. I woke up the next day with $298 in my PayPal account. And as soon as I realized that people would pay me to write, that was pretty much the end of my wow. corporate career. What year was that? That would have been 2011 into 2012, early 2012. Okay. So you got started pretty early too. So yeah, tell me just a couple of the milestones in your copywriting journey. Were you writing, creating your own programs, uh, freelancing for others? Yeah. So early on, it was freelancing for others. I used that Warrior Form site. I used Elance, which is now Upwork. And my big thing was just definitely hustling to to make it happen. Like I quit my corporate job before I probably should have, but I just never wanted, I, I never liked, I could never keep a corporate job anyway. I would do well and I'd be on track for promotions and stuff, but I would just quit because I could just never stick with it. Like early on, it was stuff like writing like web content or articles or sometimes a sales letter, but sometimes doing research. I did research for a guy who operated physical storage like uh, facilities in Montana and wanted to extend them. Really anything that would bring money in so that I could pay my bills and not have to have a job, like a quote unquote, like a real job. I did. And then in 20, I guess it would be 20, mid 2013, maybe early 2013, I had a client, this guy, Dr. Farrow, who had a company called, I think at the time it was called like Pure Proactive or something like that. Not to be confused with the acne company, but it was like a health company. And he was like, Hey, I'm like friends of the guys who own Gold's gyms, actually like the so I've got like an email list from Gold's. They're like, they have all these email lists. Can I, and I can email and promote my program to them. So I need someone to write emails and we can email out all the customers at Gold's Gym, which is crazy because I didn't realize how there's like all of these records, like 50,000, 70,000 people from Gold's Gym, California, like all this stuff, maybe even more. And so I was doing emails for him and that was helping his program. Then he referred me to a, a client who did something called neurofeedback. This guy was like a chiropractor and, and he licensed his technology to all these people. So I basically started an agency to service like doctors and health and fitness coaches and things of that nature did that for about a year and it was good. But then I realized like I didn't love working with all those clients. So I actually left it, went back to freelance copywriting, started my own health supplement company in 2015, started going back to freelancing and coaching and stuff like that in 2017, 2018. And then to where we are today, where I still do some client work. I have the mastermind. I am involved in a couple of different businesses. I own a some that aren't even copyrighted. I own like a call center and some stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of, I know it's a lot going on there, yeah. but, so but the constant has been copywriting. Yeah. So, so, but, and you've come back, are you writing anything right now? Like for clients or your own projects or you're coaching primarily? I still do. I think for me, it's important. Like where I was just talking about this with somebody this morning, how if I'm going to be teaching about what's working and all that, I just feel like I need to keep the the ax like sharp. And yeah. if I don't, then I worry about being that person who's kind of telling you what worked five years ago, but doesn't work anymore. 
So I'm super selective, but yeah, right now I'm doing like a skincare uh, product with, a, it's really cool. It's like celebrity doctor who she's done like Ted talks and she's like a neuroscientist. And then we have an actress from like Beverly Hills 90210 and like all this stuff. And so they're like cooler, more involved types of projects where, you know, it's like almost like infomercials, but yeah, I'll still do some of that, but I'm, I'm picky about it. Yeah. And cause I do love the coaching and the training and the teaching and stuff like that as well. Let's get to Let's get to, get to some questions I'm curious about. What's sure. working these days? I know these are vague questions, but like video sales letters, long form sales letters, app quiz font, like what's, where are you just, where are you, where are you pointing people or what are the trends these days? I, I've just to give context to the question, I built my whole brand off of funnels, off of long form sales letters, video sales letters. And then when I moved into the coaching world, it's completely different. It's right. I send to a webinar funnel or I send to an application page. So I, there's been a couple of year gap where I haven't been creating long form sales funnels for myself. What's, yeah, just give us a, a temperature gauge of the landscape, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of the stuff that worked a few years ago does still work as far as video sales letters, longer form copy, those types of funnels. I think webinars certainly still work as well. And then I know people doing a lot of lead gen and stuff like that from like Instagram and like there, there's certain Instagram stories and DMs right. and things of that nature. So it's all over the place. But again, I, I do still think, I think every, every few years people start act, thinking that long form is like dead or done and it's just not, <laughs> it just keeps going, keeps working. And I think it's just the medium, right? It, it's, it's, if you take 30 minutes or 45 minutes and you really captivate somebody connect with them authentically, emotionally, and then educate them on like the real reason why they're struggling and show them why what you have is the real solution to those struggles. And then give them a powerful call to action. Like they're just really likely to buy and to not just buy, but actually be invested. Because if you have like going to physical products an e-com page can convert at four or 5% with the right Facebook ads, but the customer is not as good as like from a long form sales letter where uh, maybe it converts at 3%, but like the customer, the average order value is better. The customer lasts longer. The refund rates are lower. There's less hassle and headaches and all those things because they really understand what they're buying. On the one hand, I think it's still the same stuff that was working before is working now. But I think also the trend, I guess, would be like moving forward is, is applying a lot of direct response concepts to other places as well. So to what you're doing on, like even TikTok, I was talking with Ryan Megan. I don't know if he does a bunch of yeah, stuff oh for yeah. Jason Capital. Yeah. So Ryan's out here for a thing I'm doing. And he was talking about TikTok. He's like, it's the first three seconds, right? If you don't capture their attention in the first three seconds, then the video bombs. But you know, when you do, you can have you know, hundreds of thousands of views really fast. And that's, but that's mm-hmm. copywriting. How do you do an attention grabbing right. first sentence? How do you do a lead? So I think a lot of what's, what we need to look at now is how to apply these same direct response elements to other mediums and formats that are becoming more popular. That's interesting. What are you seeing in terms of the guys crushing it? Are there more faces of the brand up and center? Vistred, Nathan X, like my brand. Because I was the face of the brand. Like I was selling the copy. You feel like those brands can have just as much longevity having a face of the brand or you find guys are more gravitating to more of an offer, you know, an offer. I guess there's not a right or wrong. I'm just curious your thoughts. Yeah, I think that the, the having a face to your brand is is better. I, and the downside is this, right? If you're the face of your brand, if you're trying to build like a sellable business and it's all built around you, then that makes it tough because you're like a bottleneck or you're like a linchpin. But that being said, I think having a, a connection, building like a, an authentic connection with a tribe is a really good way to grow a business and have longevity. I think this sort of quote unquote offer model where it's like the video sales letter with a narrator and a bunch of yeah. B-roll and our stock footage and things like that. The formula. You know, that, what was that? 
It's like a form. I know guys who yeah. spent five, six months in a cave, they come out and next thing they're doing half a million a month or something. Yeah, it's definitely doable. I, I think for me, those are just generally the longevity is not as, as hmm. big of a thing there. It's like more shooting stars, which is right. fine, right? If you want to have a shooting star offer and, and you can like look at, there's that offer on ClickBank Resurge, which is very hypey and these massive claims of losing 50 pounds in three weeks without diet and exercise. And you can go into the moral, ethical stuff of it, whatever. But that day, I know the guy who owns it did like 70 million in revenue in his first six months with that offer. And so, it's, but is that offer going to be around in another six months? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. Definitely not in a year and a half. And so, again, the guy will make a couple million bucks from it. He's probably got a lot of expenses and other stuff going on. You know, but you, you know, know who it, got that guy started in the industry? I know a little bit about. Did he start with you? Yeah, you, we, went to high, we went to high school together. Really? Yeah, we went That's to high funny. school together. Our wives are good friends. He grew up in Guelph, Ontario. He came to me when he wanted to start a muscle building business. And he was studying me for like years. That's really funny. I didn't know. Sat me down. We went to the keg. And yeah, I remember like it's yesterday. And he had this idea for a video sales letter for a muscle building off for muscle maximizer. And I said, this actually looks really impressive. And he ran it. A lot of us, we made a lot of money off of it. And he just offer after offer. But yeah, we go wine. We hang out uh, wine tasting and stuff. We've been friends for, since high school. That's awesome. Our, our parents like live 10 minutes from each other. So it's really neat that. He just, yeah. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, and he's a super nice guy and he's had other, to your point, other really big successful offers before. So again, he'll, I think from this current offer, he'll make, who knows, we'll make 5 million to $10 million, which is a ton of money. Awesome. I mean, got a lot of people, the vast majority of people who, who watch or listen to this, they're like, I'm good with that. And I totally get it. But there's other people who want to build like a, a singular brand that sort of can grow and scale and be around for the next 10 years or 20. And for, for those types of brands, like I think having more of a face to that stuff like is, is more valuable. Yeah, that's no, it's good insights because that's what I'm like. The people listening to this podcast, Stefan, they're, they're looking for longevity. I've had people in my group and they do want to create that offer. They look at the formula. They're willing to do what it takes to make that work. But most people that find their way to my world, they're family men. They are creating the content themselves. They're not systems oriented or they just love showing up and serving and coaching. They need to learn marketing. I think what I'd like to then transition to is like, how do you help these individuals, these new coaches tell their story? Because I think you and I would agree, this is a very ancestral marketplace. And what people don't understand is my brother's a videographer. So he teaches this to me as well. When we create uh, videos and ads, he's like, you got to create shots that people can't copy. When the, when like the opening scene of James Bond coming in on a helicopter, jumping off a yacht, like you can't, whoa, like right. you need those opening scenes that just people are like, okay, who's this guy? I got to watch this. He, my brother's done all the ads for Grego Gallagher. So the opening That's scene true. on the Batman, it's like kid, the back of his house. It's like, you can't copy that. You can't even rent that. No, you guys don't even have money to rent that kind of house. When you're bringing it back to story, the only thing people can't copy is your story. What are some of your just insights on like how to make your brand real by starting with your own personal transformation and which is what my brand was built on helping skinny guys build muscle and defeating the skinny Vinny genetics. So how how do you help people go internal and start to think about, man, I got this business is going to be rooted in me. All stuff, all sorts of stuff starts to show up with that. Yeah. I think a couple of things I would remember always, right. That we sell to the heart first and the brain second. So it's really emotion first, logic follows. And because of that, people, we all can, we connect with people who are vulnerable and authentic and real. And everybody, 
it's like impossible not to, to be inspired and, and to connect with, with people like that. So one of the biggest things is as you do share your story and who you are, it's, it's like being real about it and your, your shortcomings as well as your victories and successes. Even when we were at the, the hundred million mastermind, I don't know if you remember when Marcus Lamotis, or I'm not sure how you say his yeah. last name, but the guy from yeah. profit. But what was the first thing he did? He's I'm terrified right now. I'm oh, yeah. scared. I'm going to look like stupid because way more than I do about this stuff. And so I'm hoping you can help me. And just yeah. by like by bringing starting off his talk and here's this guy who's famous like yeah. uh, investor and on TV and the CEO of Camping Road or whatever like it's just so when he does that it disarms you immediately and then I honestly don't even remember a lot of the substance of what he talked about but if you asked me what my favorite talk was I probably would be like oh Marcus's probably because I felt like connected to him huh. so there's a vulnerability aspect for sure and an authenticity aspect and I found that to be really successful with my own personal brand and sharing yeah. stuff about imposter syndrome even at the hundred million mastermind the first night. For some reason, I was nervous and I've been to a lot of masterminds and I didn't doubt that I belong, but it was just a different experience and I yeah. didn't know a lot of people. And I found myself shaving in the hotel room before that opening night party and I was feeling really nervous and I was like shaving. And then I realized I had my hand around my neck while I was shaving. I was almost subconsciously like choking myself a little bit, not like a death squeeze, but I was like going like this and then I noticed it and then I like laughed at myself. And I was wow, like, I'm so like, I have such like a weird nervousness and I'm like physically choking myself while shaving. But then I was able to laugh and be like, Hey, you know what? That's amazing. Like how cool that I'm so like scared about some experience for some reason. And, and I haven't really felt nervous in a while because like I've been having a lot of success. So, you know, how neat is this? But then I took that story and I shared that with my, my tribe. And I'm like, right. yo, Hey, some of you look up to me, but I have crazy imposter syndrome too. Here's a story about what happened. And then there's also an inspirational message at the end of it. So yeah, yeah. That really, I don't want to beat that point in too hard, but, and then the other part though, is what does make you like, everyone has a unique kind of mechanism, a unique part of their story and who they are. So for example, maybe you were like a, a former engineer who turned into like a coach and your whole thing is like, I, as an engineer, I really had to look at how to build things piece by piece and have these systems. I know a lot of people aren't systems oriented, but just as an example, I had to really look at how to dissect something and build it up piece by piece. And like these sort of, there's these laws that you have to follow. And I went to coaching and whatever is like getting building muscle or whatever. And I realized well, it's the exact same thing, but like, what, why aren't we looking at this? An engineer looks at it. And so that's what I started doing. And right, just something like that. And you're like, oh, you remember like, oh yeah, it's the guy who was the engineer, but he became like, like a strength coach because he, he started looking at it from the same way. And then you're immediately way more interesting than somebody else who's used to be skinny, started putting on a lot of muscle. Cause I did five things. Like now I'm you know, strong and I can help you. It's like way, a totally different thing. So I, I think the huge part of it is finding that unique stuff um, in your life and your path and then communicating that as part of your unique kind of value proposition. Yeah, no, that's awesome. This is the toughest stuff to coach because you can't fake this stuff and, and you have to find something and then you have to figure out like how to run with it. And you do have to figure out how to tell a story around it. Like my whole angle was building bigger muscles with baby weights. Yeah, that's great, which fiber. is amazing, by the way. Yeah, right. It's a cool idea. It, it, I didn't have that language though for many years. And I I didn't I used I called it in the final years muscle fiber type training, which was essentially train smarter, not harder, but everybody already already everyone already says that. So I right. learned how to say it work with your body, not on your body. Mm. But but just speak to the importance of having these points of differentiation and like finding one big idea and running with it. Because this is what, if someone comes to our business coaching program and they have a, a, something that we can run with all the strategies, the tactics, all that stuff is easy, but it's like when you're missing, like you don't have the key ingredients. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. The way I look at it is it's really rare that when, when the prospect comes to us, 
that we're the first person they've ever come to or that they've never tried to solve the problem before. It hardly ever happens right. where somebody comes in like, <laughs> I've never tried to lose weight before. I'm 42, but eh, I figured what the heck, right? It's they've tried like a thousand diets. They failed a thousand times. And because of that, they're really, they're cynical and they're jaded. Part of it is about you, but then part of it is what I talk about with the unique mechanism of the problem and the solution. So it's finding, understanding the real reason why they haven't had success yet. And then showing them, like convincing them that that's true and it should be actually be true backed by research or science. So for example, maybe it's like with, with what you said, it's like, hey, basically the reason that you haven't been able to like build muscle isn't just about genetics. It isn't about how much you're eating. It's not about how much time you spend in the gym. It's actually the way that you're training. And it's not just the way that you're training. It's something with the fibers in your muscle is called, and I forget exactly what used the phrasing was, right? Muscle training, yeah. yeah. Muscle fiber type training. I called it gene expression training before that too, but people couldn't, that was too, I like it because I had that. I worked with Benson on that one. We came up with the get acronym. He's like, yeah, then you got the double meaning get. You got to get right. the program. You got I'm like, John, you're, too, you're way too far ahead of everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like a beautiful mind, yeah. just like yeah, you know, like equations is, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But right, but yeah, but you're like, so, but the things you're educating on that and you're like, so like, it's, it's not all these other things that people have told you. They can play a factor, but really this is the one missing piece of information that nobody told you. And that if you understood this one missing piece, then everything else would fall into place. So again, like how, how you're training and the muscle fiber stuff, and then using baby weights and we just go through and if they've never heard that before, and it does make sense and it's backed by evidence and things like that, then they're much more receptive to the solution afterwards. Cause then now that they've been enlightened and educated and they're like, Oh wow. Okay. That does make sense. And you're like, all right. So if that's the case, what we need to do, well, we need to like get our muscle fibers, confuse them and build tension in our muscle fibers and whatever else. And like, here's how you do that. And then based on how, again, backed by proof and results and all that. And that's why I created this program that shows you exactly how to do what I just said. And so now there's a whole logical kind of connection and journey for them to make. So again, we start with emotion, but then we do need to move to like the feed the logical, rational brain as well. And that's how you do both. I like it. That's really good. We wanted to talk about, those are two main topics. Actually, I'm glad you brought up the unique mechanism because that's one of the hardest things to help people figure out. And it's one of my favorite parts about marketing coming yeah. up with these ideas, but uh, talk a bit about, I don't want to miss out on uh, one. I think one of the big themes we wanted to talk about something you're sharing with your students, escaping the cave. Uh, For I sure. think got something interesting here. Yeah. So this is something I've, so as a background, I'm like a philosophy major and you know, there's a kind of one of the, the famous things from philosophy is, is Plato's allegory of the cave, which essentially goes to imagine that there's a bunch of people in this dark cave and they're chained, tethered to the ground, and they're forced to look one way at the wall of the cave. And behind them, there's like a fire and people casting shadow puppets, basically. It sounds super weird and sadistic, but this is kind of what I talked about. So for these people, and they can only look at the wall of the cave and all they can see is the shadows. And yet to them, if they were born there, if that's all they've ever known, then that's what they think reality is. Um, and yet that's not, you're not even, they don't, aren't even aware of the cave that they're in. And then they're not aware that there's an entire world outside of the cave. And the reason that's powerful to me as a coach and as somebody who tries to help people and, and teach and train is I think a lot of us are in a cave of some sort or another. And it could be because we're in like a job that we hate, but we don't know that there's a better way. Or it could be that we are stuck in a business that we hate, that we were excited about, but now like it's just foundering and, or like not doing well. And we, we don't know that there's a better way. And, and as I've thought about this and, and my methodologies for how I, I teach and the framework I use, I kind of realize there's three steps to this, right? There's realization, extraction, and optimization. So the first step is realization, like realizing that you're in the cave, right? Because if somebody doesn't know they're in the cave, then they're never going to want to get out. It's kind of like the matrix too. You could totally like the matrix type stuff. And by the way, some people will also realize that they're in the cave and then be like, yeah, but I'm fine here. And that's okay. Right. God bless them. 
truly, we can't really help them. If they don't want to leave the cave, that's fine. But you want to make sure people do realize that there's a better way available. You don't have to settle. You don't have to do work that you hate. You don't have to feel miserable. You don't have to be stressed out of your mind that you miss birthdays and your relationship crumbles with your spouse and your significant other. None of those things have to happen, right? Like they happen because you don't have the right tools and and frameworks and things like that to change your life. And that's exactly what you teach, Vince. So that's realization. And then there's extraction. So like, how do we actually get out of the cave? And so say realization is like the flashlight. We're going to shine a flashlight for them and be like, oh shit, pardon my, sorry, I know I'm not supposed to cross. Holy shoot, I'm in the cave. And then there's like the rope, like throwing them a rope and be like, hey, follow this rope out of the cave. And then that's like our like tools, tactics. For me, it's, it's uh, teaching about copywriting and, and my methodology, the RMBC method, or it's teaching about how to get more clients, how to be, a, if you're freelancing, how to be better at freelancing. It's, that's the stuff that gets them out of the cave. And then the last part of it is like once you're out of the cave and you're just uh, blinded by the light because you've been inside the dark for so long, now you're outside and you're staring into the the wide open and and it's overwhelming. The freedom is overwhelming because people do start to have levels of of success. And I'm sure you've seen this many times, Vince. And then they are overwhelmed and because of their freedom, they make very poor decisions. Maybe they uh, do dumb things with their money. Maybe they make bad investments. Maybe they go and start taking their significant other for, for granted or cheat on them, or they neglect their family or they neglect their health and then become overweight. So that's where the optimization standpoint comes in. And, and then I look at that one as a compass. So like, like flashlight, rope, compass, right? And because the compass is like, how do you stay directed towards your true North? How do you stay aligned with everything? And I know it's like a conceptual thing, and I, but to me, I think it's really, it sums up what I do. And I think it's a good for a lot of us who are coaches and who are helping people, I think that's really a cool framework that we can use uh, as well, because it t- it's different stages of where somebody is on their journey as well. Because someone who doesn't even realize that they're in the cave needs something totally different than somebody who's out of the cave, but whose personal life is a mess or who whose faith is, is a mess or who's lost their relationship with God or whatever it may be. And yeah, it's a framework I've been developing, but I, I'm pretty excited about it. No, I like it. I think it's important these days because yeah, because everyone wants to be instant, insta famous, insta rich these days. So letting them even know where they're at on the journey, like the transformational journey. I love the continuums, different models. And yeah, it's great to know, like, where am I at? Am I, everyone says these things are a marathon, but you still know a marathon is 26 miles. So you know, like mile 20, these are the final six miles. So no, I like the frameworks are powerful. I like it. Let's talk a bit about if you're getting into copywriting, I got a number of students who are copywriters, like what's their best way to cut their teeth? Should they put in, do they have to put in a year, two years? Like how do you get really good at copyright? I would love to just even hear like some specific resources. One of the things that we're seeing is people come into coaching programs, maybe not yours because they know they're coming in for a skill set of copywriting. But when you're coming more into a general business coaching program where the, the coaching program is teaching you marketing, conversion, sales, delivery, systems, all those things, this is something that blows my mind. But when you give somebody a book list, they're shocked. <laughs> I'm like, they're like, what am I paying you for? Like, why would I? I'm like, okay, because there's concepts, there's principles, right? Like you, you, a, a chef doesn't become a, a great chef just by looking at a cookbook. He, he, that's baking. There's a difference between baking and cooking. Like when you just a list of ingredients, anybody can put some ingredients together. And I know the ingredients, it's another thing to actually be able to create a great burger, a great recipe. Right. Right? So just speak to what, if you want to be a great copywriter, which everybody needs to be, whether they're doing low ticket or high ticket, what, what are your students' homework? What are you getting them to do to get better? What books are they reading? Like, how do you, you actually get better? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I have to, this won't be like a, a shameless over the top plug, but I've created like a methodology called the RMBC method uh, and I have a course for it. And I have a light version on my website too. Like literally, if you go to my website, you'll see it's like the RMBC method. You can click on it. It basically gives you a lot of the, it's not like a BS, like you can, I know people who have used that and gotten way better at copy. So it's like a four-step framework. The reason that's important, it stands for research mechanism, brief and copy. We talked about the mechanism already. Research is the prep work you're doing of understanding the market, their pain points, their desires, also other products that are out there, what the, your prospects experience has been like with those products, what they like, what they hate and how to find that information. Uh, brief is sort of like creating a, an outlet or an outline that's answering questions that you're going to have to answer when you write copy anyway. So you might as well answer them before in copy format. Yeah. So it's easier. And then copy is your outline of how you structure it. And the reason like, I, even if you don't use my methodology, which is totally fine. Like I, again, I'm not here to hard sell people on that, but having a system and a process in place and like a framework is so important. Cause I think with copy, people just don't do that. They sit down to write and they have a good idea and they start to write it and they're like, yeah, this is cool. And then they go, oh no, like, where do I go from here? Like I had the good idea. Well, what am I supposed to do now? So having like a, a systematized, like a framework or like a step-by-step process is really, I think, valuable for copywriting. And that's thing that we teach in the mastermind. And I have my course, we were just talking with, with Reba, who's, I don't know, she's in her early twenties in Pakistan and just yeah. crushing it with copy. She's so good. And I know she, she bought my RBC method earlier on. And you know, that's funny. The reason. Yeah. You want to know how this would be a good one for you. How she got a job with us is we get people pitch us all the time, but she right. did research on our space and she actually brought some unique angles. And what she found out in our space is that one of the biggest pain points of trainers is that they're burned out. Mm. And I, I never really spoke to burnout in my messaging, in our ads and stuff. And we started bringing that to the surface and we started seeing interesting. I totally missed that. I'm like, where did you get that? She said, oh, I just researched. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, good for her. I'm telling you, yeah. she's a really sharp. She's going to do some great things. So yeah, so that's really a good framework. But beyond that, study like like study what works, right? Look at what's working in your space right now, like uh, from a copy perspective, whether that's like a Facebook ad, a video ad, like posts, whether it's like a video sales letter, a webinar. Ideally, watch that stuff or read that stuff yourself, and then copy it by hand. Like I, to be completely honest with you, I type, but like everyone else I know copies by hand and, and there's a lot of science that says copying by hand is better. My hand just gets tired. So I'm like, I'd rather type it. Yeah. Um, but that's so important. Like seriously, like when I, even today, when a client hires me and I charge like $50,000 for write a sales letter. And, but like, I, the first thing I do is I go look at, all right, what's the best stuff in the space right now? And then I like, we'll get it transcribed, but I will also just watch it myself and pause and take notes and write down and just study it. Cause I'm like, I'm going to innovate, but for, I do want to understand if all this stuff's working, what are the reasons it's working? And the thing critically, even like Nick Daniel from Vshred and Sculpt Nation, yeah. they're doing over 200 million this year, but they, like- they, they have, or they're going to? They're, they may have already, because they were tracking to do like 220 to 250, I oh, know. And, and I know they've, they've really just had tremendous growth. But if, if you That's ever talked to, to Nick about his story, it's really that he, you know, he didn't understand copy at all. And then finally he basically was like, I'm going to learn this. And he went on like ClickBank or whatever. And he looked at all the top, I'm sure he probably looked at some of your stuff, looked at all the top stuff. And he basically was like a, like a detective with the board where they're connecting all this stuff. And yeah. he just had all these printouts and he was just writing down, circling like, oh, here's the commonalities I'm seeing every time. And he just did it for all of these different things that were successful. And then he wrote his own script. And that was the first video sales letter. And the first thing that they did that actually worked after like really struggling for the first year and thinking about just closing up shop and all of that. It was as simple as just looking at work. And then don't, 
try to reinvent the wheel. That's, that's the other thing too. Like we want to have unique ideas and big ideas and we want to innovate and we, and we should do all of those things structurally. If you keep seeing the same structure yeah. that like works every single time, then and you're, and you're struggling right now, then just copy that structure that works and then put your own spin on it. And then yeah. later on, once you're crushing it, then you want to do some really experimental stuff and innovate like a lot more, go for it. But early on, like don't reinvent the wheel. I think that's yeah. super important. Yeah. Imitate before you innovate. Yeah, exactly. It's so important. So, holy geez. I know this guy, I know these guys were crushing it. How many copywriters do they have? They must have a, they, they hire a lot of guys from our mastermind because they're in it. I've run a couple of their offers that have done really well. Well, And then supplement stuff or the main quiz funnel stuff. For me, um, the stuff I've been for them has been more two things were supplements and the moment was like an at home workout program. And then they have another one, uh, like a testosterone supplement that's done. I did like a, a weight loss one for them for products called like burn, but then in a, in a greens product for them too, their greens one, but then yeah, they also just do really well off Instagram and, and the quiz funnel continues to do, they do like a ton of leads and I don't want to give away too much of their, sure. I think I've talked about the revenue numbers before and Nick gave me a testimonial where we talked about like the revenue that they were doing. So I yeah. think that's I'm comfortable sharing that, but, but yeah, I think it's, it's a blend, but they're really yeah. doubted, but they, they, they do value the, copywriting a ton, yeah. obviously. I just, I, I know my listeners are in tune with what happens on YouTube and I, they, I know they've been under attack by a lot yeah. of hate. Just goes to show the, the power of yeah. you get your copy, you get your brand, you get your you know operations in order. Nobody can take you down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the funny thing too, I'm in the private Facebook groups for Vshred because I've run copy for them, and I can tell you that just you know anecdotally, but I can't tell you how many before and afters I'm seeing from women to men like every day. Right? There's just countless ones who are people who are actually follow the program and are just totally transforming like their bodies. So I get it. Right? There's hate for everything. And especially the bigger you get, you think you actually, and the first time I heard this phrase was from you at Goer Sing, which we both spoke at uh, a couple of years ago in Toronto. And I, I forgot about that until right now that we were both there, but I think you talked about your know, money follows attention. Right. And so true. And I, I remember here, that was the one thing that really stuck with me from when you talked at that event, because it's true. Just it, yeah. it is. You'd rather have attention than not have attention. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a great place to stop. I know you got a hard stop in yeah. a couple of minutes. So, Hey, Stefan, that was excellent, man. How do um, people uh, get in touch with what you're doing and uh, check out your community? Yeah, absolutely. So best thing is probably just to, to get on my email list. So if you go to my website, stefanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. So S T E F A N. P-A-U-L-G-E-O-R-G-I.com forward slash subscribe. My email list is one of the, I don't really pitch that often. I'm actually not, it's a weird thing, like when I'm all about the relationships and then you know, every now and then I'm like, Hey, like I'm doing a sale for my copywriting course or uh, whatever, but like I, I just provide a ton of value. And then from there, I'm directing you to like the Facebook group, the YouTube videos I'm doing, my podcasts and all the other stuff I do. It's my central hub. Uh, so yeah, if people want to go visit and, and get on my, my email list, then it's a great way to connect. That's awesome. Yeah. And you'll see, you got to apply to get on it, which yeah. is really ninja. So, Hey, everybody, both uh, Steph and I have to run. So before you have to run, make sure you take a screenshot of this episode and uh, share it on your social stories. Give us some love and share this with another up and coming copywriter, marketer, uh, entrepreneur, someone who would uh, definitely benefit from this amazing knowledge and uh, from Stefan's amazing story and uh, dedication to his craft and helping so many copywriters really just, uh, man oh man influence millions and millions of people through their work and uh, the brands they write for so Stefan thanks so much take care everybody 